Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast. This is episode number 229. Uh, it's going live for our patrons April 17th, 2023. Everyone else, April 19th. You can join those patrons. Patreon.com slash CanadianGameDevs. Uh, it's what all the cool kids are doing, and uh, they're saying things about kids who aren't doing that that I don't endorse personally, but if you want to hear what they're saying, you have to go to Patreon, so patreon.com slash devs. Uh, Steve, did you listen to the interview I did with Atchimastawan and Games yet? No. Damn it, Sorry. Steve. That's okay. Anyway, it's in the it's in the feed right before this episode. I uh, highly recommend it. We had uh, Miegan, which I ignorantly pronounced me megan for half the episode and the previous whole entire interview so my apologies once again uh and sade who worked on hill agency purity decay which is a unreal engine uh indigenous noir detective game for itch.io and steam it's pretty cool steve mm. mm-hmm. anyway i like the interview and i snuck in comic book guys so see if you can find them okay. um is it the worst whatever line worst episode ever <laughs> is it that is that line yeah well no you have to listen to it to see all right i'll listen to it this week excellent uh and in our current new format of event plugging i plug the event the week i post it on the site and then the week of so this week it's xp game dev summit i know a bunch of people from my work going i know a bunch of people from our discord going looks like it's gonna be fun my former boss norma she's giving a talk go see it she's cool the talk is nice. about getting cmf money which if anyone who knows norma can tell you she is a wizard at the Matriarch of Gaming will dish it out. XP Game Dev Summit. Thursday, April 20th. Friday, April 21st. Shuffle some paperwork on that one. Wow, that was a really tight three-minute intro. I'm, I'm happy with that. You said under an hour. I think we can get under 50, 58. We can get under. Let's see. We're at 2.50 right now. I want to talk super slow. <laughs> when Homer calls the gambling place for advice, and he's like, two here <laughs> is, yes, yes, picks. Four. Yes, yes, come on. The Sin. Cincinnati. <laughs> si. Cincinnati. Nah. Don't, you idiots, don't know this is costing me money. <laughs> I forgot about that. So good. <laughs> so good. Steve, I got some news. We're gonna go east to west down the Trans Canada Highway, which is, I think, a good way to format the news on a on a show about the Canadian game industry. What do you think? You laughed last I like time it. I did it. Okay, cool. No, I mean west or west to east. Maybe you flip it. One yeah, two. we'll flip it when I don't live at the start anymore, and it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's right. Uh, starting in Halifax, audio focused narrative game Project Dark, which I helped design from Redmi Games, is out on Steam and Switch. Um, I've got an interview I'm recording this week with the team at Redmi Games. Um, I want to do some fun stuff with that. Like, uh, I kind of want to record one of their answers with the binaural audio mics that they used in the game so you can hear the difference, but I don't know if that would trip people up. I'm going to do something fun with it. So stay tuned for that interview. Cool. I added Um, my wish list on switch. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Thanks. I mean, I don't work there anymore, but I want everyone there to thrive. Oh, it's already on my, 
Yeah, it's already on my wish list on Steam, but I did it on the Switch as well. We'll do the Switch one. Um, but yeah, if you didn't know and you missed uh, us going over it with Haley uh, last episode, an episodic narrative-driven audio game uses some cool binaural audio tech, like if you ever watch those behind-the-scenes videos for Hellblade, Hellblade's Senua Sacrifice, they did a lot of that with those mics that look like ears. Uh, it's cool. It's cool. Nice. Um, next... Going, oh, geez, these aren't in order of, uh, we'll go to Montreal next, to Kit Fox Games, who's getting big time into the publishing biz, less time into the game development biz, or at least they're not announcing whatever they're working on. They're publishing Six Ages 2, a sequel to Six Ages, which was a big indie, oh, man, what's it called? Um, what's that genre? They just say storytelling. But it's like uh, the art style is like medieval paintings, and you're sort of like going through this uh middle ages adventure um mm-hmm. yeah uh i've never been, heard of this it was pretty good it's Did by it? a, a washington studio um this is i think their second game did they publish the first one too uh no this is they just went with kit fox for this one this is their third oh, game actually. yeah oh, cool. of this genre and then they did a bunch of mobile ones it seems but uh yeah kit fox uh most recently we didn't talk about it on the show but they published uh the door fortress version on steam that has like real art not ascii art no that was the wrong way to say that but you know what i mean uh and that blew up and and that was the meme where it was like uh the one steam workshop or steam community comment was like wow this game's been out for free online for 30 years and all you people were waiting just to give them uh 30 dollars on steam not 30 years it was like 10 or 15 and then it's all the comments are just yes 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 and yeah it seemed like everyone was just waiting for an opportunity to give the devs money and they did so via kit fox cool and looks like some people would do that for six ages two lights going out coming summer 2023 this is very much not my genre what about you uh, same, but the art is pretty bomb. So, mm-hmm. the art does. Look but good. actually, you know, I've done a few. DS was like a place where I did a lot of novel type mm. of stuff. Mm. But it usually had some sort of interactivity, like Phoenix Wright and Ghost. Uh, Would Professor Layton count as that? <clears throat> uh, I guess. Yeah, I guess. It's, I don't. I don't know if there's like puzzles and stuff. What you do between like I see you picking like characters and there's like a map and stuff, but I don't know mm. the interactivity with it. Mm-hmm. But just pure like novelization, like yeah, it's not really something I've um, ever really got into. It always had like some other stuff tied to it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's coming summer. I'm probably not going to play it, but I'm happy to see Kit Fox uh, helping other devs get their games out there. Nice. Also in Montreal. Uh, Tribes of Midgard, Steve, the game we both bought on PS5 and promised to play together never did, is getting another huge update. Um, you're the only one who actually played a bunch of this, but... I did play th- a decent amount. I, like, in that first month, I played quite a bit, and then just mm. never kind of got back into it. I think I downloaded it recently because there was a mode that was very appealing to me, mm-hmm. and I don't really remember the details about it, but... This game is pretty sweet, and it's kind of cool that it's kind of it kind of keeps going. Like free I updates, be, key. I love when they're free, Steve. Yeah, like I th- I thought I'm just surprised. I'm just like you know surprised and happy. It's, it was probably always like if we're making enough money, we'll keep updating it type of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and published by guess, Gearbox, so that's probably uh, what helped them get enough players to sustain a <clears throat> long game with this many free updates. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So, so I don't one, think it has paid DLC because I just think it has like paid like cosmetic stuff. Yeah, a coin, you, uh, a coin, right? Yeah, exactly. 
So there's a new um, location. It's the Valhalla update. So the new location is Valhalla. There's a new ancient, which is the big like Diablo boss you all fight. Yeah. Uh, there's mounts. So there's a video of you and a horse and your friends on a bear and you're all running through the woods. Um, and then a bunch of other proper nouns from the game I don't recognize. But uh, yeah, happy to see they're still going strong several years after launch. When did this come out? Uh, 2021. I feel like I was at my mom's. July twenty twenty one. Holy smokes, yeah. dude! Oh, I wasn't. Oh yeah, so I was. It was right as I was moving from from my mom to where I live now. Cool. I remember actually. Now I remember because that first month, it was like if you touched water, like a pixel went into water. <laughs> oh, I drown. remember. You. I remember you saying that they, on the pod. Yeah, and then they fixed it, and you could swim. And I was like, okay, I'll download it now. And <laughs> I think I played one match, and I was like, cool. And then I just never, you know, it's too many games. Mm. But good for them. Yeah, I'm glad. I agree. Uh. That's the studio Norsefell, for those of you wondering, in Montreal. This studio just opened a campus in uh, Toronto, and I think is still the largest independent game studio in Canada, in Behavior Interactive, that's O-U-R. Meet Your Maker, their latest game since the Dead by Daylight dating sim, and then since Dead by Daylight, (laughs) is out now on PC, PS5, and is part of PS Plus this month, Steve. Mm Mm-hmm. What do you think? We talked a bit about this game. Basically, one player builds the tower, and the other players run in and try to survive all the traps and enemies. Yeah, I'll be, I um I actually downloaded it last night. Oh hell yeah! Sunday, right? Yeah, I downloaded last Correct. night. Played a few, kind of played through the tutorial and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty intriguing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very late. I was just like looking for something to play and and uh, want to play more. But um, it's pretty sweet and mm. definitely. I'm not big on the asymmetric stuff, like all the four v one stuff. So I'm, I never really got into Dead by Daylight. Right. But uh, Meet Your Maker is definitely a style. I don't think I would ever create an area, though. Can you, know you I mean? choose? Like, is it just do you want to? Because I remember this is similar I, to. Uh, you remember in when you start <clears throat> Death Loop, uh, you go, do you want to invade or do you want to hunt? Do you want to be the one trying to break the system or the one stop the guy from breaking it on the main menu? And you just pick which one you want. You can play the whole game that way. Yeah, is that similar um, to Meet Your Maker? I to be honest, I only kind of went through the tutorials and stuff like that. So you, I just went through like pre-generated things to just like mm. learn the systems. Mm-hmm. And then I think I played one quick match of just like a rant. I don't even know if it, I, I don't even know if what I played was someone's like I don't know if they call them temples or whatever. So, right, or if it was pre-built by the studio. Yeah, or but but there is like a hub world thing. So I assume that you kind of just like go to one area for to like play other people's shit or go yeah. to another area to build so right kind of like when I, with mario maker and stuff i never really made the levels i just like played other people's levels <laughs> there are two replies to the playstation canada tweet announcing the monthly games are meet your maker Sackboy, big adventure and tales of iron and the first reply is these look like all caps dog poop and then the second <laughs> reply is weak <laughs> Oh my god! I hate Never change, <laughs> gamers. Never change. So, so, um, oh man, I can't. Hold on. I mm. there might be a challenger for the most, uh, for the biggest independent studio. In Who are we going with? Because remember, Phoenix Labs. Oh, they just they... regained independence, didn't they? Yeah. But uh, but but behaviors like thirteen hundred devs. There's no way. Uh, was it? I'm just seeing a thousand on. I'm trying to find where the. Where do we see that info? Oh yeah, I just go. LinkedIn will give you a range, and then sometimes if you Google it, it'll give it to you on the Wikipedia. So Wikipedia says a thousand in twenty twenty two. Oh, 2022. it's in about. Oh, they're just like referencing the about thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Anyways, not that we, although this is Phoenix Labs still a subsidiary, so maybe that hasn't gone through yet, but um, but they, they, I could see maybe a potential challenge there because Dauntless seems way bigger. It's kind of like uh, Warframe as well. Those games are like way bigger than I think we we know. Just like how Dead by Daylight, we we're just like, holy shit, this is like had like four million downloads or something. We we're just like, what? And um, the forest. Like On that note, Steve, Steve I want to introduce a new segment I was about to do right after this, but it's time. Oh, okay. For Steve's Tim Bit, where I give you a Ooh. bit of information about the games industry that I think is interesting, and I played a little new sound effect you heard. Oh, okay. So, speaking of the forest, uh, Sons of the Forest, of course, just came out. It's blowing up. I can't. Mm-hmm. They, they don't have a PR like front. I don't understand this oh, company. They just seem to just exist. Like they yeah. just seem to just exist in their own little thing. They're so here's here's Steve's Tim Bit, Vancouver-based and Night Games. <clears throat> They're at 11 to 50 employees on LinkedIn. Uh, and they say 18 employees a couple places. Uh, quote, a development team with a background in film visual effects. They worked on Amazing Spider-Man 2, uh, as well as Tron Legacy. Uh, after that, they took the money they made from that and made The Forest with an initial budget of 125000 Canadian dollars, Steve. Now, we're going to apply our friend Victor's metric of 1 to 35 for reviews to sales. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, they had 402,000 reviews as of April 2nd, so we can project to about 14 million copies sold on Steam alone. They're also huge on PlayStation, uh, but just going off Steam with a price tag of $20, and you know, not sure if that was during the whole early access period or it's been on sale a bunch. So if we average mm-hmm. out to $20, uh, let's put it in the ballpark of 200 million after Valve's cut. So they make Ooh. this game, the, the Forest, $125,000. As of this month, two hundred million after Valve's cut, and assuming like give or take a bit because of sales, um, that's nine years of that's two hundred million divided over nine years for the team of like eighteen VFX employees in Vancouver. If I'm assessing the situation of End Night Games correctly, that's insane, Steve. Is that not? I would just you would never hear from me again. <laughs> I'd just be like, cool. Good luck on the forest, you guys. I'm the forest gonna... too. I'm gonna go to the forest. Goodbye. <laughs> oh my god, dude. No, how crazy is that though? Yeah, that's that's not even counting PlayStation. Yeah, that's just like Steam. Steam. Is it on Epic Game Store as well? Like, no, I don't think so. And that, and the other thing Valve introduced partway through this process was, um, your units sold past certain amounts, you get a bigger cut of, and that was to incentivize like Ubisoft and EA to come back. So it was something like after a million copies sold, your cut goes above seventy percent to something else. After five million copies sold, uh, your cut gets even bigger for the neck for the remaining mm. sales, and they hit fourteen million. So yeah, even. I'm looking at Sons of the Forest, and they're at 110,000. 110,000. So, What's that times 35? Because that's how many units they probably sold. Well, it's, it's, it's a fourth. It's a fourth of their forest reviews. So it's one fourth, is what they're at so far. And it's been out what like a couple oh, man a, a month and a bit. Yeah, that's like probably three to five million copies. <clears throat> I'm looking. This is the first I've seen Sons of the Forest in quite a while. Mm-hmm. This game looks pretty pretty gorgeous. To be it was received honest, incredibly well, both by like yeah. the current. Uh, forest community and they've added a bunch since i think yeah yeah but anyway yeah steve's timbit of the week end night games an enigma in the canadian games industry i would like to know more of and if anyone there wants to talk to a podcast for whatever reason although you don't put any information about yourselves anywhere on purpose i imagine uh please reach out (laughs) yeah uh i would like to end the, the the night of no information on end night games 
Nah, my go to the forest one was better. Uh, let's keep going through the news, Steve. All right. All right, we got A Night in the Attic. It's out now for Oculus. This is the next game from nice. the Mighty L devs. We wish listed it two episodes ago. Uh, and yeah, it appears to be received well. Let me hop over to the Steam page. Uh, if people don't remember, it's this VR uh, game where you go up into the, the attic and you find this like magical board game table that starts like telling you a story. And it's that VR perspective where like you have glowing fake hands in front of you and, and you're sort of just like walking around this like 3D space observing a, a story in small scale in front of you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what we got for reviews so far. Good little I, puzzle I, adventure. Yeah, I think I, I think I looked and it had a, had a few or whatever. They gave me a code, which mm. I don't play my Oculus anymore, and it might just go to you. Mm. Uh, really I have an Oculus just, one. Oh, I so would you this. be able to... Yeah, oh, I can, can you play, play it? Yeah, oh, yeah. then I'll just keep, Then you just take the code. Why did... Oh, wait, Why do you no. want my Oculus then? Wait, do I have a MetaQuest or a... Oh, See, MetaQuest is what the Oculus is. Yeah, okay, I do. Yeah. Okay, I do have one. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, stay tuned for thoughts on Night in the Attic. But yeah, it's out now. Uh, shout out to Mighty L. They're fun. And it's uh, spelt video games one word. What do you think, Steve? Uh, when when he, when he Dave, a uh, friend of the show, um, mentioned on Twitter that they're launching Night in the Attic, I think it was when Zelda, like the Zelda trailer and Final Oh, wow. That's tough. 16. Um, uh, that's tough. Stuff was dude. happening. I know. That's a tough release. I, I said PSVR 2 with the eyes. He said, tweet at PlayStation USP. We got to give the people what they want. I can't yes. hold back this deluge. Deluge? Deluge. 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 Okay. Of tweets any longer. I'm not smart, so I don't know. What that no, that's means. okay, dude. And I said, yes, please, with a heart. Also, congrats. So maybe the scoop. Maybe it's coming. Ooh. USP said with a heart? No, no, no. I, I said with Oh, uh, okay, okay. I was hoping well, USP. USP is pretty active on Twitter. USP uh, has a pending PlayStation Network friend request uh, from me if you would like to I accept think it anyway. He point. actually might have one from me as well. To be okay. Easy. USP, uh, notice me, senpai. Um, yeah, that's it for. But good for Mighty them. L oh, if so you want far. that. So if you want that code, you can have that code. Yeah, okay. I'll take that. Do you uh, want my Oculus then or no? Well, if you've. Yeah, I'd buy your Oculus. It's probably nicer than mine. I should play with mine for a bit because I've only used PSVR. Like, I've barely touched my Quest, but my buddy Jake gave me. Shout out to our most recent patron. Um, but, no, I'll, I'll, I'll mess with the Quest for a bit and tell you. Tell you. Right. Okay, let's keep going because I want to talk about Autumn with the Shiba Inu. <laughs> You've heard of Summer with Shiba Inu. No, you butchered this last time because I was like, Steve, what comes after a Summer with Shiba Inu? And you were like, uh... I was like, an Autumn with Shiba Inu. They have a Kickstarter. It's coming out 420, so rip a fat one and scroll on over to Kickstarter <laughs> to back this game. I hit the notify me button uh, to, to get that email when it goes live. Uh, quote, play as Quay Lee, the Labrador retriever and help her infiltrate the ARI government. Click to follow. <laughs> <laughs> I want to help Quay Lee infiltrate the ARI government. I don't know what the ARI government is, but I'm on Quay Lee's side. <laughs> I got that. <laughs> you don't even tell me. Yeah. Uh, government. <laughs> Let's dig it down. Uh, I do have the platinum in this. I, I do have a platinum uh, with the summer one. Um, okay. Excellent. Yeah, I'll, yeah. Notify me on launch for sure. Oh, I'm not logged Excellent. in. Ah, well. uh, I'll count it in spirit. You you were you meant to do it, and that's what that's what counts, Steve. Yeah, I think I have like four Kickstarter accounts, which is a real bitch. That is weird. Why did you do that? I don't remember. There was. It's sometimes it, it boils down to like I wasn't smart. Really. Oh, I logged <laughs> in. Okay. I don't know. Oh, oh saved. Oh, I have already done it. But is oh, this yeah. the real one? Oh, this is my real one. Okay, cool. I'm good. All right. All right, we're good. Um, Moving 
I guess, I don't know where these studios are in Toronto, so I don't know if it's east or west, but we got a couple uh, physical copies coming up for indie games. And then, Steve, I think it's time we just uh, sunset coverage of physical copies because they happen every three days. And, you know, as far as newsworthiness goes, just assume a game of a certain popularity gets a physical copy. It's not really notable anymore like it was in the late 20 teens i think you know what i mean yeah it's like it's not a it's not like the niche thing that it was yes yeah so um, on that like note, it's completely random that tales from space moon blobs from like 2010 <laughs> or something is yes. going to switch like and only uh, switch steve how does it feel for having to drink box classic on your least favorite current platform it's uh it's very <laughs> it's very frustrating there must be something like oh man yeah, just whatever. 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 Well, it's already on Vita, so physically. So um, maybe, yeah, that's maybe right. it came to PS4 as well, and we're, this is just the last one to add it to. I should no, it's not. I'm looking on the would invest. I'm in. looking on the Wikipedia page right now. All right, cool. PS3, 360. It launched on Vita because they mm-hmm. knew they knew what's up. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, of course they do. Drinkbox always but, knows what's up. Yeah, but uh, no, it's not. Uh, it was a launch title on Vita. I didn't know after that. Actually, interesting. I didn't know that either. Good for them. And even the original one, which I think like this one is just like uh like the same game but just like better, whatever. Yeah. Um it's still just PS3 only. I guess they kind of did the Guacamelee thing where like Guacamelee OG Guacamelee is only on PS3. Yeah, but yeah. Then all no, I got, you. got the, the Super Turbo Championship, Championship Edition. Edition. And then before that was the gold edition to get it on PS3. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Good times. Steve. We're we're getting old, Steve. Ah, oh, good old. Good old Drinkbox days. And also coming at us from a Toronto developer, slipped the top of my brain right now, Comey Games is a PS4 and PS5 copy of Mighty Fight Federation featuring nice. Toe Jam and Earl, which is cool. And the, the Castlevania game that's not Castlevania? Mm. Um, do right. you know what I'm talking Bloodstained, about? Bloodstained, Bloodstained. Yeah, yeah, people from Bloodstained. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, so... Uh, yeah, scoop those up if you want them. I actually just today picked up a PS5 physical copy of an indie game I like at the deck box, which you've attended with me. And I got <laughs> um, Super Monkey Ball, like the new one, with an art book for like $10. So support your nice. local game store, everyone. You know what's um, such a bitch is that, that the Pixel remasters for Final Fantasy... On Steam? Like Final Fantasy 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Mm-hmm. They are only doing the physical release through Square Enix, and they they just did it overnight. Like, they just didn't announce it. Just like, here it is. It's overnight. Like, order it. And I was, mm-hmm. I happened to be up and was mm-hmm. looking, and I think I just had a hefty credit card bill that was like, oh, I can't do this right can't now. Can't do it right now. <laughs> and I was like, maybe I'll check. Like, maybe I'll just, like, talk to Heather about it. And she was like, yeah, do it the next morning. And it was mm-hmm. too late. And now I just don't even want to play these games. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is the last time we're gonna cover physical copies of indie games, unless something weird gets with it. But uh, yeah, this is one of the this year alone, like or the past couple of months at least. Like they've done Night in the Woods, Lunark from the Montreal-based dev, uh, Paper Cult Games, Blood Roots. Um, yeah, Lindman to Run is just pumping out Canadian indies into boxes, and God bless them for it. You know. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Last bit of news in Toronto comes at us from another favorite of ours, Cappy Games, and their amazing, incredible game of the year, best mobile game of 2020, Grindstone, is getting another huge update. Steve, they're adding 50 levels, or they're remixing 50 levels. Um, They're adding new blueprints, gear, 
and and yeah, this game never ceases to amaze me. I, remember, I think it was like September what 2020, whenever Apple Arcade launched. I downloaded this, uh, beat all the levels, and then what? It's April 2023, and they just keep adding levels for free for me to play. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. It's such a good game. And I remember like, I remember just like not driving with it at first. And it took me like three or four tries, I think. And then mm. finally, whatever happened, it clicked. Yes. And uh, it's dope. I have it on Switch, but you know, you know, you know. And yeah, so I, I don't want to play it on Switch. That's funny because <laughs> so that's I'm, where I'm only playing it now that I don't have Apple Arcade. And my, my, the farthest I'm in the game is still on Apple. Like, mm. I, if I didn't beat it, I came really, really close. So I'm now I'm just like, maybe I'll just cop the like the Apple Arcade. I don't even know. So I most I just got to where I was. Like I just beat the original amount of levels on Switch. Mm-hmm. So I've just got to where I was on my Apple Arcade save. Funny enough, don't you have it on Epic Game Store too? Because you want. Oh yeah, I wanted in their Christmas giveaway like three Christmases ago. They were are those still the only games? Yeah, are those still the only games you can or places you can buy the game? Uh. It came to Steam too. Grindstone. Oh yeah, yeah, it is on Steam. Okay. I don't think it's on any other consoles though. I wonder no, what the not. funniest Grindstone review is. No one has 106 reviews. What is wrong with people? From Gregory Peck, but evil. Incredible puzzle experience. I am hooked on the gameplay loop and enjoy the art. Works well on the Steam Deck. That's not funny. Ooh. Let's see what else we got. Man commits mass genocide in order to make enough money to move to Hawaii. <laughs> That's true. Uh, few is says literally heroin, which I would also agree with. I haven't tried heroin though, so uh, just a little bit of jest there. And Steve, also in Toronto, Ravenlock has officially or is launching. <laughs> it's launched onto my Steam account. <laughs> sorry, Epic account <laughs> uh, for Epic or sorry, yeah, Epic Game Store, Xbox consoles, PC, and Game Pass in May. Uh, stay tuned for impressions. And I think, Steve, as per Dave of War's suggestion in our Discord and on Twitter, I think we're going to play this one and uh, do a little 20-minute, like, uh, more impressions-focused on one game-style episode and uh, maybe just throw that in the patron-only feed and leave that just for patrons as, like, a new yeah, patrons. incentive. Yeah, patrons. Yeah, I played, like, 30 minutes of it, and, and? The, the art is, like, dope like their it's picks, so, it's it's so still, like if you look at their evolution since riverbond i know right, right? yeah yeah, yeah. Like it's, <laughs> it's like oh, less pixel but still or less voxel, voxel or whatever, but yeah still, but still there it just gets more um, intricate every game and it's pretty so it's pretty sweet it's very like text quest heavy at the start mm. which i'm not i wasn't like really feeling okay it's fantasy setting kind of right yeah it's kind of like um it, it's the feeling of uh Fuck, what's the what's the world you go to in the cabinet? Oh, Narnia. It's like Alice Narnia. In, like we're, or okay. Uh, actually, no, there is that. So Alice, in yeah, it's Alice in Wonderland. Actually, it's more Alice in Wonderland. Thank okay, you, okay. There's, like a, there's a rabbit that you... I saw the rabbit in the, in yeah, the yeah, promo yeah. art, yeah. I was thinking of Chron- uh, Chronicles of Narnia because it's like you are just like you move to this like farm and then she finds a mirror and gets warped into the, the world of yeah. Ravenlock or whatever. But um, it's pretty sweet so far. I'm, not, I'm digging it. I only play like 20, 30 minutes of it, but... All right. Like, saw so far and you get, to, uh, you get achievement for paying the dog so good good stay tuned for impressions on pc and xbox coming soon to the patrons in the patron feed mm-hmm. let's move over to vancouver where my last two bits of news come at us from red hook studios darkest dungeon hit 2 has received its last update before leaving early access in may titled the redemption road update which steve is really interesting to me because i don't know if you remember me talking about uh, the way the community was kind of receiving this game 
uh, critically, I think, at, uh, throughout development in terms of it not feeling balanced. And I heard a couple podcasts of like, you know, Twitter indie nerds that uh, have a platform and like kind of a say in this, the, the, the dev space, uh, mm-hmm. not in, not enjoying the balance of de- Darkest Dungeon 2. And so calling this the Redemption Road update, like we're going up to launch next month. We've changed a bunch of things in this patch. Um, and it feels like them wanting to, you know, paint a certain narrative for this game's early access because i think ever since hades the early access period and story of the game is almost more entertaining to people in in some circles you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. what do you think uh sorry i was just messaging oh that's okay um May yeah 8th. no i made this is mm. still this is is it still just on epic as well it's on Epic in early access, and it's launching on Steam May eighth. So version mm. one point is hitting both same day. All right, you gotta hit. Do you think this will come to Vita? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it'll come to that stupid streaming only Sony console they like patent oh, leaked for or whatever? I hope they, that's not. How know. much? Why, why would is that, that a cost? That, I don't know, dude. I don't know. The backbone's a hundred dollars. It's just the backbone. Like I don't understand. Yeah. Like why? Like what? I don't understand. Yeah. Anyways, Darkest Dungeon Two does like look pretty dope. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing. I, I liked what I played. Yeah, like I'm hoping, the like it's, you know, I don't. The thing I guess I'm wondering is like how much content there is compared to the first one. If it's one of those things, like it's early access, but it must be. I mean, it's what, uh, less than a month away from the full release. Three weeks. So I'm wondering what the difference, like the in terms of amount of content there is, and just like mm-hmm. how much stuff they'll pump into it, but. Uh, I'll be waiting for the, the PS5 for sure. Yeah, I knew you would, Steve. You want to play that on your nice big TV, and I respect that. I mean, the art is like dope, right? That it's was the so thing. Like, good. It actually, we joked, but the, this game, the previous game, sucked on Vita because it was <laughs> there was like too the text much was going illegible. on. The, yeah, it was there was too much going on on the tiny screen. Four point font looking ass game. Um, but yeah, this art is like dope. So mm-hmm. I would want it on the TV. Um. I'm sure I'll come to Switch first, mm-hmm. and then I'll fucking come to the real consoles later. Probably Excellent. be on Game Pass. Here's that's the path right there. You do early Save access. Save the best for last. You get the epic. You get the epic money game uh, early access. Mm-hmm. Then you release on Steam when all mm-hmm. the so all the PC nerds don't fucking threaten you to death. Mm-hmm. Then you release it on either Game Pass uh, or if you can't secure that, then you just go to Switch. And then if mm-hmm. you do that, then you do the other one, and then you release on PS5 because Sony doesn't give a shit about indies. And yep. then and then you release a limited run physical copy. And then you, yeah, then you do a physical copy <laughs> later, and that's your like four, four to five year game plan for games. Uh, you're welcome, every developer listening. Just do that, idiot. <laughs> yeah. All right. Lastly, I only mention this because of their studio recently opened in Vancouver, British Columbia. But CD Projekt Red, uh, makers of the best launched PC game of all time. <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077 have announced uh, menstrual leave monthly days off to all their developers. Uh, They watched their sister company GOG do it for a bit, saw that everyone liked it and said, all right, we'll do it over here. Uh, Announced via the company's Twitter, the CDPR rep said that the new benefit is creating, quote, an an environment where menstruating team members feel more comfortable and supported to achieve their individual potential. Uh, and then I read an interview, I think, 
they did a bit more with Eurogamer and they were just like, oh yeah, everyone's coming up to the HR team. Like, oh yeah, this is a good idea. I'm happy we're doing this here. And you know, a lot of that is just like positive, you know, LinkedIn vibe people online, but it seems to be well received. But what do you think? Uh, It's pretty dope. Yeah. We were talking about before, like I've never heard of a company doing this, but it totally makes sense. I've known. It was either Spain or menstrual days. Yeah, it was. Um, I've known plenty of women who just do this um, with their like, normal. Uh, yeah, like unofficially, anyways, or just with their normal sick days. It was so. Spain. Okay, so early or last year, Spain uh, offered three days of menstrual leave with the possibility of extended to five uh, days. Um, leave requires a doctor's note, um, but the public social security will split the or will pay for it. So like it's covered by the government. You get these days off if your doctor's like, yeah, this person's period pains are too intense. And Mm. yeah, it's just countrywide. That's the law. And it seems, uh, it's making its way to a couple of game studios. Twitter comments are obviously mostly (laughs) a healthy mix of, uh, curated Elon, uh, repliers. (laughs) It's like, uh, it's weird. It's like, there's like three, there's people that are just like, yes, this is amazing for people who have, uh, who who get periods. Mm -hmm. Then there's like a small, like another section where it's just like, yes, this is great for real women. And you're like, Oh, Uh, and and then you get the people (laughs) who make the joke about just like, like, oh, for, I'm a guy. For, I'm going to take the yeah, day yeah. off. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. So it's like the weird combination. And you know what, Steve? I love everyone I work with and my boss. I would take a couple days if I was feeling it and I would, they were just out there. I'm going to take a day or two, you know, solidarity. Yeah. The, the thing that like the the latest thing that I see and that I have is mm-hmm. like uh, wellness days mm. where it's just like. You know, you need the day to like kind of take a break or whatever. It's not a vacation. It's not like a sick day. It's just more of like just lock off type of type of mm-hmm. day. So ours, uh, were, it was interesting good. at RevMeet. We didn't have like six days, sick days, but we just had like they were just days off. Like here are your accumulated days off. Just use them when you want, and that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So pretty neat. Yeah, and yeah, good on them. And I good guess like yeah, it was all like because a lot of these things too are in good spirit mm-hmm. but it's really about um attracting talent yes it's like they this, this and the four-day work week i think are going to be very popular at like high level competitive game design positions and exactly so if you're looking if you're and like devs is just incredibly difficult to find and yes. you're just going to you got to kind of like <clears throat> there's only there's, that's how unlimited PTO kind of came about because like mm-hmm. people were just like tech companies were just like oh let's just whatever three four let's not like fight about this let's just give them unlimited um so it's always just about like trying to get talent but in, within that you do something you do a little bit of good in the world so it kind of works mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. on that note we'll roll out of the news into a wish list talk about a couple games we've been playing and hit the road what do you want to play Steve should I play a forest song they're probably creepy Maybe mm, Darkest Dark Dungeon is probably also creepy. It is. Have you done Grindstone before? Recently. Yeah, I've done Grindstone, but I love him. Shout out to Sam Webster. Uh, followed me on Twitter, and uh, yeah, I, I love your work. And here it is. <laughs>
fun pronouncing this word. <clears throat> oh. All right, everyone. We're going to wish list some games. Open your steam, crack your knuckles, lick your lips, and suck on that ice cap because it's time to wish list Dark Tree Game Studio from Winnipeg, Manitoba's new game, Remnants of Rylech. That's what I'm going to go with. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> I just wanted to throw that in there to be saucy with it. It's literally described as a game inspired by HP Love HP Lovecraft's great work in the Steam description. So, that's, yeah. That's great. It, it just is all the fucked up guys from Lovecraft. Uh you play as like the classic what those submersible helmets looked like before we had scuba tanks and it was all uh bubbly and there was a tube you had to take with you. You know those? Mhm. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. we're in one of those. We're going into the depths. Uh, I'll just do the movie theater guy voice. An ancient dark power is calling you, and you need to find an exit. Face your great... That's a great line. <laughs> Face your greatest fear. Fight, hide, and escape before the underwater city rises. No, that no, just uh, an ancient dark power is calling you, and you need to find an exit. <laughs> it's so funny. Like It sounds like it would cut to some funny music in like a trailer for an early 2000s movie, you know? Mm-hmm. 20th Century Fox presents in the comedy of gigantic proportions. And yeah, it's a first person, uh, I'm going to guess Unreal. I love guessing the engine game uh, about some squid guys. And like, uh, there's a lot of squid guy stuff coming out because Dredge is like Lovecraftian, um, uh, small fishing town vibes. Uh, there is currently a demo uh, for this game, oh. which you okay. can download. Uh, and yeah, what do you, what do we think of remnants of Rylech is what I'm going to go with. I'm digging it for sure. Mm. Um, it, it gives me like the, with the, the creatures, it gives me like more wind vibes. Mm. Um, cause it's not, what is the language that it shows too? Like, is that just like a made up language for the game or is it like, I'm pretty stupid when it comes to language because i'm just like oh is that chinese or something or mandarin or something because it looks like those strokes but it's very weird to put in a trailer but oh um, yeah that's got it that's definitely i would get i would say an asian language yeah um Um, but it looked yeah this looks pretty sweet um underwater is creepy it's Mm -hmm. this is uh this ain't all the this ain't all the right vibes with me and i yeah, this is giving me straw Morrowind vibes, dude. Like, Excellent. I'm watching the little gif at the bottom with the little mage cloak guy shooting yes. uh, green thingy. Like, this looks yeah. dope. Hopefully this comes to, is there any word on consoles? Let's take no, it's very much. It, it very much looks like like the Dark Tree Game Studio is just one guy's like selfie, and the at is at David Zhang. So I think it's just one guy making this right oh, now. Dude? But um, yeah, shout out to All David. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, he has a pre-order on the website for ten bucks, where you'll get a Steam key. I thought I don't. I thought you weren't allowed to do this. <laughs> uh, maybe you're not. I don't know. <laughs> no one, no one check and no one follow up. But All is right. <laughs> remnants of Rylech from Dark Tree Game Studio in Winnipeg, Manitoba, on your Steam wish list, Steve? Yes, it is. Excellent. Next game today to add to thine wish list is Fool's Gold: Colon Dice, Death, and Dating by Cryodin Games in British Columbia also has a demo it's also coming to steam quote a ttrpg inspired dating adventure game in which you a daring adventurer dive into the world's deadliest jungle to get a hot date for the annual bunkery bundarico ball <laughs> whoops butchered that completely i love it um yeah it looks like a dating sim about 
a lot of like RPG-esque creatures and there's like a D20 on the board. There's like a slime guy from the start of every JRPG I've ever seen. Uh, what do you think? What Steve? is what is TTRPG? Oh, so that's tabletop role playing games. So that's the thing oh, Devin yeah, yeah, made. Right. Runt is a TTRPG. Right, uh, right, right. Well, I guess D and D. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the one to reference. Not our friends Kickstarter. But yeah, so it's yeah, that's why it's like the D twenty and all the classic D and D looking creatures in these screenshots. Yeah, I'm getting strong like Dragon Quest vibes with the slime and. Face animation and stuff like that, so looks sweet. Uh, there's a you died screen, and the text is wow, looks like your dream to be used as a display will never be fulfilled. A true tragedy. I don't know what that means, but it's compelling. Hmm. Mm. Uh, is fool's gold colon dice, death, and dating on your Steam wish list? Yes, it is. Excellent. And the last game today I want everyone to throw on there is Anvil Empires by Siege Camp in Toronto, Ontario. It's coming soon. This is the next game from the massively successful Toronto indie studio Siege Camp makers of Foxhole, which Emily was nice enough to come on our Extra Life stream and explain to us how they gave up community moderation and then the transphobic (laughs) servers split off and the cool servers made their own groups and it sort of became like a self-moderated like no man's land of servers where people were either transphobic or not uh but the game looked fun and i had a lot of fun playing it and their next one uh the foxhole was like world war era uh looking stuff not any particular group but definitely kind of just axis versus allies if you look at the if you squint you know uh i'll never, <laughs> I'll never forget that stream because the first one, it was just like okay the first thing you know about this game is that everyone's racist <laughs> And you know what? They, I'm going to look right now how many hours my friend Emily has on Steam because they're more of an authority than any PR <laughs> list I get for Siege Camp. Let's oh hop on God. over here and expose my, my good friend. And then just explain. <laughs> oh, debauchery. Um, so so this looks like, not to not to simplify it, but it looks like the same game, but it's now the, like mid, times, right? Middle Ages, yeah. Definitely yeah. Middle Ages warfare going on looks pretty sweet looks yeah it looks dope that's a game that i always wanted to play more and like just love the idea of it of just being this like you know just being like a grunt in this massive war like i always <clears throat> they always end up not being as fun as you think but like i kind of always like those big war levels and stuff and like some games have them there was a there was that world war one shooter that was a ps plus game hell let mm-hmm. loose or whatever yes that was like uh, that mag back on PS3, just like these big ass wars, and it's just always kind of cool. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, this looks. I mean, this looks dope. I guess like they're. I'm surprised it's a different game and not just like a mode or something in the new one. I don't really know enough to know what the difference is between. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm blanking on what's the what's the racist game again? What's it called again? Foxhole. Foxhole. Yeah, I, I'm not. I don't know the difference in what Foxhole does that this one will not do or does mm-hmm. do or something like that maybe oh i'm know. sure that there's a lot of different intricacies and uh i'm sure there is too i'm just i'm surprised it's not just like a, a mode in it or something like that you know mm-hmm. what i mean like i do know what you mean steve classic. and my friend emily has sick 463 hours on foxhole so yeah, i'll take so that's so <laughs> much racist <laughs> no i'm just joking uh yeah I mean, I've listened to more hours of that of podcasts and, you know, what people say about podcasts, Steve. What do they say about podcasts? Um, that they're for racist people who like Joe Rogan. Oh, 
Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. That's like yeah, the yeah. joke. Just like oh, it's like every every guy has always said like I like Joe Rogan when he has a yeah. like a guest on it that I like, which is actually me. I've listened to a few Joe Rogans for certain episodes. But. We can't. We cannot talk about Joe Rogan during the wish list this segment, Steve. We have to add Anvil Empires from Toronto-based uh, Siege Camp to our wish list. Before that, I'll do the voice uh, quote. Anvil is a massively multiplayer game where thousands of players work together to build empires, wage war, and conquer in a persistent online world. March alongside armies of players in massive melee badges and large-scale sieges. So yeah, that's basically exactly what Foxhole is, but for like yeah, Middle Ages stuff. Um, because nice. if you don't know, for those who didn't see our extra life stream, yeah, it's just uh, there's these two factions that are just kind of squint and they're the Axis allies and you are uh, constantly gaining and reclaiming territory on this big map um, that everyone's playing on. Uh, yeah. You know what's crazy what's too? That? Foxhole just got its real, his, not real release, it's his actual release, like out of early access in yeah. September 28, 2022. So it was and very And they added recent. trains. <laughs> yeah. I love yeah, trains, Steve. You love you love trains. Yeah, I, I was talking trains. to another. I, I was talking to another person who was very pro train. I did hear the same conversation. Yeah. Fucking uh, we've you. all seen the same <laughs> graph, Steve. <laughs> yes, <I know>. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> yo, shout out to Fortified though from Siege mm. Camp. It's their first game. It was a uh, third person like uh, tower defense game with like fifties vibe, fifties aliens movie vibe. Very mm. very cool game. It's on Xbox. Good. Uh, it's on um, Steam. I like it. But is Anvil Empires on your Steam wish list? Uh, yes, it is. Oh, excellent. Wait. Oh, hold on. Wait. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's it for wish list. This jump in our Discord. I pull a lot of these from our showcase channel, which people are posting in actively, which makes this segment a lot easier to prepare for. Uh, so please continue doing that <clears throat> and making my life in this podcast better. Steve, uh, I put a bunch of games in a in a little checklist here of what I've been playing. Do you care to hear about any of these games? All right, I'm just going to go through them, and, and then we can have a small little thing. Diablo 4, I played it. Um, I'm down with it. Mm. A lot of my friends want to play it. Mm, I'm same. going back and forth on the whole like Activision, Ubisoft thing and all that yeah. stuff. And we don't have to get into that. No. It is expensive. It's bullshit. Um, <sighs> but I liked it. I, I, it was dope. It was just like, oh, man, like how... How have no other? I I don't play a lot of these type of games, but like, yeah. How does how does Blizzard just nail this? Mm-hmm. I'm still guessing though it's going to launch and fucking just be atrocious. Though. Like Overwatch, just, like Diablo three, like yeah, exactly. Overwatch yeah, one, exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Oh, man. Yeah, I agree. And that beta was fun. And uh, shout out to my Aunt Meg, who got me into video games and made me the cool person I am today. Uh, we're going to play this one together. The only <laughs> reason I would give Activision nice. 95 of my dollars. That's the thing. Solo, I'm not going to play it, but like that beta, when it when people were, when the beta was out, I had like yeah. five, six, seven friends that were all playing it. I was mm-hmm. like, all right, well, I'm pretty sure when this releases, like everyone. You'll have someone to play it with. It. Yeah, exactly. So, even like uh, coworkers who would, you know, and like, clients of mine 
play <laughs> and uh and stuff like that so sensation like, right, i'll play it um yeah uh i think mighty doom from halifax based alpha dog games a sub sub subsidiary of bill gates uh is fun but everyone's hating on it steve why i played like several levels i'm like oh this is a cool one touch twin stick shooter why is everyone shitting on it i don't know because i i played it and liked it i just like it's it's basically just arch another game archio Mm. and i played archio every day for like two years so Mm -hmm. with mighty doom i was just like i played this game like an insane amount like i don't need to play it anymore Mm-hmm. The one thing that Mighty Doom I loved is that you can move and shoot at the same time. Archeo, you didn't. You had to like move and kind of stop to shoot, which, mm-hmm. um, but but it works with like the hecticness of Doom, and they have like even the like the melee stuff to kind of do those, uh, like to, what well, I forget what they call in Doom, but how you like heal yourself. Oh, like, glory kills. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool. So they, I think they like attribute Doom into it like fairly well. But yeah, I've seen mm-hmm. it just game pooed. I don't the know, monetization, free play game. Right? It's monetization. People are yeah. really like, nope, yeah. nothing you can do about it. Yeah, well, uh, it's free and it's fun, and I've had fun with it without paying for it, which um, is all I can get out of this market. But <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, Actually, I want to tell you about Infinite Guitars. It's by Nickel Limited says. in Vancouver. We covered its uh, launch. It's being published by Humble, who, of course, published A Short Hike, another game I really like. Oh, uh, and it's out on Game Pass, which is where I Wait, sorry, it. same same publisher you said? Not not same publisher, developer. different developer. Okay, okay. This is the debut game from Nico Nico, who I think uh, I think started like an animation in Vancouver. So if you, people don't know, there's tons of huge animation studios in Vancouver that work on like all the Disney slurry animation as well as like a bunch of like big kids TV shows and stuff. So the overlap between the games industry and the animation industry is pretty big in Vancouver. And I think they got Mm -hmm. their start there before working on infinite guitars. And you see it's not an animation first game, but like the visual style is the, I think strongest part of the game. Although the game is really fun. It had a really cool tutorial moment where uh, you're going through this dialogue uh, with someone and you can choose between like two answers. And um, he's like, or I'm getting like, I don't want to give away too much of the story, but they're kind of just asking me uh, how I'm feeling that day, kind of. And uh, the, depending on my answer, it filters me either into do you want to play on easy or medium, or it filters me into do you want to play on medium or hard. So even before they give you like the three options, just based on like the, the prompt was like, uh, are you trying to uh, really exert yourself today and push yourself to the limit? Or like, nah, I'm having a chill day. Or like, yeah, give me a 110%. And that would filter me into which difficulty I picked. And it was just a really cool way because the conversation every time, like uh, Wolfenstein puts easy with BJ Blasowitz and the baby sucker and you know hat. Uh, how do you do a difficulty select screen that actually works? Because the other thing about difficulty select screens is they're useless until you've played the game and and know the difference. Like looking at easy, medium, hard, you can like guess, but you really don't know. And I've often started harder than I should have and dropped down. And I think you have too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm watching it on Steam. Sorry, is it Canadian developed? I, yeah, Vancouver. I my wish list. Okay, cool. Yeah, oh, yeah. right, right, right. Sorry, I was confused no now with the publisher thing. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, this trailer looks pretty dope. So it's on Game Pass? I mean, maybe we'll copy Yeah, this. and so... Uh, um, there was a cool moment in the tutorial also liked where like the omnipotent narrator guy is like, do you know why you're here? And uh, you can do like, hell yes. Or like, honestly, no. And I clicked that and he was like, well, at least you're honest. <laughs> it was like a lot of moments like that that are really fun. Uh, what's, the, the, what's the music like? Because it is a music rhythm game, right? So um, it's gotta be- yeah, it's, it's closer to like... Yeah. It feels more like indie pop me. Like it mm. felt like a lot of same stuff from Hi-Fi Rush, but like not Black Keys. Oh, more like I still indie-er. gotta... 
Yeah, yeah. I still gotta yeah, play yeah. that. Hi-Fi it's good. It's good. Uh, the other cool thing that the dialogue system does is like depending on whether you go for like more of an aggressive answer or more of like a safe answer. Uh, it does a plus two minus one stat thing. So if you go aggressive, it's like plus two to attack minus one to defense. Or if you go like nice answer, it's like plus two to defense minus one to attack. Uh, and so actually like how you interact and talk with players is affecting your stats in the back end that you can look right. at from your menu. So there's the dialogue tree. There's the rhythm game part of it, which is like, there's just three tracks and it's like a B Y on an Xbox controller. Uh, and so you just hit as it uh, goes onto that row on there you've played a rhythm game uh, and then there's also um uh just general moving around the world rpg-ness to it but what's cool nice. is like like hi-fi rush where a lot of the level bounces to the beat that you actually have to tap to to fight to uh there's a lot of stuff i noticed in infinite guitars that's like serving the player experience of a rhythm game and like the the songs are i think custom for this game and the tracks during the tutorial area like the the woman's singing i noticed was like her lyrics were kind of just explaining what that section was telling you to do like uh one of the the rhymes I caught was move your feet to the beat. And it's talking about how in this section, like you actually have to do things on a beat to like proceed through an area. And so mm. the music is serving the tutorial section. And there's a lot of that in the game. Uh, yeah. Nice. Glowing review of infinite guitars. Cool. Mm-hmm. I, I might check it out on uh, Xbox. This is on PlayStation. I don't think yet, but like all the other humble ones, like a short hike, it came to everything eventually. So I assume. Yeah, and well, it's just like we talked about, or whatever that you'd go on, you get the game. Yeah, yeah, first. yeah. Nico, if you're listening, <laughs> rewind, write that down. <laughs> Boom, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, that's the plan. <laughs> no, currently switch uh, Xbox and Xbox Game Pass. Of course, of mm, course, of course. It's the move. Uh, you get the Game Pass money. It's got to be a thing, right? Because PlayStation also has the biggest, um, like audience or whatever, like audience. Yeah, switch, yeah. But like compared to Xbox, so you just yeah, get they're like killing them. You get the Game Pass bank, yeah. and then you just get the idiots like me afterwards who just still like buy it. Is, I wonder, is Game Pass as a subscriber base bigger than PS5? Oh, I would I would have to think so. I would hope so. Um, as of February 2023, Microsoft, no, 2022, it was 25 million. Uh, November last year, 29 million. So, no, yeah. PS5's got to be way bigger. Yeah. Oh, That's so interesting it comes to Game Pass first, though. It's just Sony really doesn't care about indies, and they made that was, they, they said that, you know? <laughs> yeah, I was looking at, yeah, v, VG, everyone kind of chirps VG charts for not being real, but they have it yeah. at 33 million for PS5, so it's probably around, like, it's probably somewhat accurate. Okay, um, so a little, like, probably a little <laughs> bit bigger, if not around the same as Game Pass by now. Cause they yeah, because subscription things... Yeah, because subscriptions are are like play, uh, consoles will only go like the amount of consoles only goes up, and we right. don't really know like how active those consoles are. Like it could right. be thirty million, but only ten million are being played every day. I see whatever. what you mean. But subscribers kind of go and up and down and all that stuff. Monthly, they go up and down. <clears throat> yeah, and everything kind of had a big boost during COVID, but you know then things kind of came back down. Right. Or whatever. Hmm. Um, interesting. Yeah. I will. I'm going to check it out, or just wait for the thing. Because you know what? The other thing too, Coco Cucumber, like Echo Generation, still isn't mm-hmm. on PlayStation. Because I was looking mm. at that, and I was like, oh, I'll I'll dive back to this. Didn't that just come out last year? Am I crazy? Or was it yeah, that's ago? the thing. That's what we always joke about them. Like they okay. just like, yo, are you guys okay? Because you're are just you guys sleeping. Out these games. <laughs> Echo, Echo Generation, Generation 2021, 2021. Okay, 
still coming soon to still two years in between yeah uh, october 20th 2021 echo generation launched but yeah that's there they're they're oh so that's like a year and a half really that's a year they're developing at a clip though because like riverbond to echo generation to ravenlock is three you know big games for an indie team that were pretty tight in not a lot of time yeah yeah hopefully they're okay you Hopefully guys make sure you're sleeping. getting your eight hours of sleep, you know? Yeah, guys. Like they called it Yacht Club Club Games because the goal was to make a successful indie and then kick up your feet at the Yacht Club. So I hope you're embodying that and I hope it happens. Mm. Mm. Uh, any of these other games you care about, Steve, or do you want to tell me about something you've been playing? Uh, I did beat Resident Evil 4 Remake. I see you. Hell yes. That. What? Um, I loved it. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Game of the year um, so far. And I really, I can't see anything surpassing it, to be perfectly honest. Of course. I like the changes they made. Um, you guard Ashley way less. In Interesting. Like way less is she. Now you. the critique, as I understand it, kind of like Ico is like, oh, look at the helpless female. Like this is such mid two thousands game design, like Princess Peach level female writing. Is that fair? Yeah, I mean, she doesn't do much. She can't defend herself or whatever. She doesn't provide any sort of. It's not like uh, that girl in, in Ico. Bioshock Infinite. Oh, okay. But I was thinking, like, how she gives you ammo and all that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she's not as bad as the Ico girl where, like, you literally put her down and she stays where you No, oh, yeah, almost. yeah, no, no, no. no that okay, was okay. super, that was awful. Um, <laughs> but she was still, I mean, she's like a, that being said, too, she's also supposed to be, like, a 19-year-old, like, college girl, like, mm-hmm. amongst all these, all these Spanish people, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The 19-year-old college monsters. girls I know seeked out Spanish people on, on, by choice. They were always Amongst posting all, from Spain. That being said, Claire is also like a 19 or 20 or 21-year-old during Resident Evil 2 fighting zombies and stuff. So it's not really like... How old is Jill but in Resident Evil 2? Jill, Jill's supposed to be a prodigy. She's also like... It's a Japanese game, man. All the girls right, are Right, like yeah. 20. That's... Of course. You know what's funny, too? Jill shows up in the next Resident Evil CG movie, and mm-hmm. it's it's supposed to take place like... 20 like uh 2020 like years and years later yeah but jill is still the same model pretty much as like (laughs) resident evil 3 and everyone was like how is that possible and they just threw in she gets um she gets infected in resident evil 3 right remember yeah so capcom was just like oh yeah because she still has like some of the nemesis virus. So. <laughs> it's like so. it's like when Kojima was like, "Oh, Quiet has to fire a massive recoil sniper rifle in a bikini top because she breathes through her skin like photosynthesis." It's like, yeah. come on, dude. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's um, yeah. I forgot what we're talking about. Resident Evil Four, very very good. I um, agree. And yeah, I see here least horror one yet for sure. For sure. For sure. I'm it's, so bad at uh, dude. It took me like three hours to go to that village. Like I'm so bad at this game, but I'm loving it. And two blue contracts. You're nowhere in this game, man. No. You might be oh, where oh, I this, am. So the, I wrote this when we were going to record this uh, maybe a weekend or two ago. So I'm oh, a little okay, bit past okay. this. I've got, yeah, I was really interested if you buy the rifle and scope separately, is it actually more or do they just, is that just, are they lying to me? Cause they're like, please put this with this and start playing the game. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't know. Actually, that's funny. I've never thought of that. I'm on my second playthrough right now. Mm. Um, you have to beat it like eight times for a platinum, so I'm not probably not happening. Going to do that. Not in the cards, but uh, very, very, very good and highly recommended. And they just nail the remakes, man. So now I'm mm-hmm. hoping they don't do five 
they do like eventually they do five and they and but they go back and do zero and Coke. Yeah. Like, and really the thing I keep thinking about, Steve, like since we made the sports analogy last episode, is nothing lasts forever. Like when does Resident Evil get shitty again? When do you think? I don't I don't know, man. They've been killing it since Resident Evil yeah. Seven. Like seven, eight, yep. RE two remake, RE three yep. remake, yep, and and this one. Now yep. people didn't like reverse. Definitely. Oh, whatever. They can't all be winners. No one's perfect. And and people didn't like. Uh, although I liked it, Resistance, which was the H&M and the Netflix one. show like got canceled after one season, <laughs> which I also didn't mind. I, I like the Netflix show. The Netflix show was funny because they had the they they casted uh, a black person as Wesker. Mm. Oh yeah, everyone lost their shit. Oh man, everyone lost their shit. They had the opportunity to explain why he's black, and they still just doubled down on it and oh, just be like, man. "No, he's black," which is which I thought was great. Excellent. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. Hassan Hill. It's now like because of Resident Evil Two remake, we're getting. Like, and that's the thing. We get Dead Space onslaught. remake. We're getting Alan Wake Two. We're getting um, Callisto Protocol. Remake. We're getting Silent Hill Two remake. Like that kicked off. Alone everything. in the Dark. Alone in the Dark remake. Mm-hmm. That's happening. Alone in the Dark historically a piece of shit, but it's <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it's a, you know how they always come up with the whatever essence, like renaissance, like we're in the, we're in the adventure horror. Yeah, yeah horror fans sauce. are, <laughs> yeah, horror fans are like feasting right now. Like yes, yes. Feasting. I think Daymare 1998, I didn't really like that a bit, um, mm. but I think it has a sequel coming out. That's insane. 1989? Um, hold eh? on. Okay. When I was going, when I was Googling, I was, yeah, I got it. But when I was prequel, <laughs> prequel Daymare 1994 Sandcastle was announced in oh. May 2021. Scheduled release in Q1 2023. Well, you missed it. That's um, true. That just ended. Good job, idiots. Yeah, that just ended. That <laughs> sucks to suck. Invader <laughs> Studios. Oh, man. Um, anyway, yeah, Resident no. 4 remake. Dope. It's great. Yeah, I'm so excited to beat it. At this point, like, I'm in this weird place in my life right now where everything's going into boxes for my May 1st move. So, like... Like things I'm like, all right, I'll come back to this uh, sometime at the end of May or June when I finish unpacking. But yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna hit that cut this week. So a lot of my this is a long I've played list um, for the last time for a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah. All right, um, Steve. Anything else? Uh, I do want to just give a shout out to PSVR two because I am thoroughly enjoying it. Creed Good. is awesome. Yeah. I got in such a boxing mood because I went to see Creed three. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been just going to the gym and stuff like that, and I was just like, yes. "Yeah, I am a fuck." And then I play Creed. I the Tiger. Yeah, I play Creed on PSVR, and I'm just a boxer, and like, just having, having like, no, you don't have to like position yourself around the cameraman. It's clutch. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I know that that's what Quest does, and all it really had to do was just give me trophies, and I'm back on the P- like the VR train. But yeah, it's awesome. And the thing, that, the thing that I was telling Heather because she had a really bad amount of like dizziness and motion sickness and stuff is like yeah. i would get motion sickness from psvr1 depending on the game that luge game fucking brutal oh yeah and then, PlayStation and then the game. quest yeah and i would get it on the quest i have i've only gotten it once on the psvr2 PSVR2, and it was uh after the fall continuous movement and as soon as i made myself like teleport like no issues so i don't know if it's just like it got has gotten better now and with like the power of the ps5 like i just know like <laughs> 16 <it's> just, teraflops <laughs> it's just been much 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 better so Good. i've been playing pistol whip creed horizon yeah. and after the fall all of them banging excellent and i'm just like looking at these i'm like man i wish i had more time and, and energy for these games i would be i would probably 
like last night I was just like, oh man, what do I want to play? Like, I guess I'll download Meet the Maker. Like, I wish mm. I had the energy to just play PSVR because I think other than just like right now, like other than Resident Evil 4 and like some banning games, like this year I would just buy all, all these PSVR games and just play. Like, Hell yeah. But oh, man. they're on the toughest. So, anyways. <sighs> anyways. Uh, should we wrap it up there, Steve? 229 in the books. Yeah, what are we at? We're at a minute three. My little thing there at the end. Oh, hell yes. In that case, uh, head on over to com. All the news and all the events and podcasts and interviews are on the website. Patreon.com slash devs. Back us to get early access to this show. Uh, upcoming little game impression exclusive eps per Dave of War's suggestion and at the five dollar credited patron tier Hyler, we want to say thanks personally so thank you aaron mcleod david Nagy, dugsy eleanor elizabeth avery gene Leggett, kai hutchins meow the leon and nicholas azorko uh, if you are able to drop us a review on whatever twisted software you're viewing and listening to us through do it twitter at canada game devs steve and i linked in the bio i'm exhausted steve how are you feeling i'm tired i gotta go figure out this Sophia's situation because it sounds like she's napping, but it's way too late for a nap. We're also storming out. Um, right. So I'm going to sign off. Can I? Actually, I'll just talk to you after the thing. But anyways. Right. Bye. I don't even hear you do it. What's the thing? The only thing wrong with immortality is that it tends to go on forever. That's stupid. <laughs> herb, herb. Literally a herb. Let's see what Herb Kane is. Herb Kane. Herbert Eugene Kane. Never mind. I like him. Uh, was a San Francisco humorist. <laughs> I want to be so famous for being funny that my profession is humorist. Oh, good work, Herb. Nah, I don't, I don't like Herb. Glad he's right. dead. <laughs> small uh small quick hype uh, for remnants of really or whatever yeah uh, he has a patron he has a patreon oh how's it doing uh okay maybe i should cut this part because it has zero okay. patrons so. all right i'll cut that part <laughs> <laughs>